Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey guys, it's Mark. And I'm Charity. And welcome to the Case Watch Podcast. Case Watch deals with content meant for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Case Watch. Confirming the body found in Grand Teton National Park is Gabby Petito, and she was killed. We, the jury, in the above entitled action, find the defendant, Orenthal James Simpson, not guilty of the crime of murder. Late today, Chris Watts was officially charged with the murders of his wife and his two young girls. Remember these words. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. Hi, this is Amanda from Augusta, Georgia. And I was just following to let y'all know that I love your Case Watch podcast, and I work in criminal records processing, so it kind of makes my day go a little better to hear some of the stories that may or may not be behind some of the cases I'm looking at on my screen. Um, just want to let y'all know y'all are doing a great job. I enjoy the banter between you two. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. We enjoy you listening to the podcast. One of the other things I enjoy is Charity punching the microphone while we were listening to you. Guys, sometimes when... All right. So I try to be really quiet, right? And I'm not good at it. No, so she's when, not. So when I'm supposed to be extra quiet, that's when I hit things. I punch the microphone. I do my sniffing. Yeah. Mark used to take it out. Now he just lays him in. So when you hear that little punch, that was my fist. Yeah, smacking the microphone. I was like, what are you doing? I don't know. It's like I lose control of my limbs. <laughs> I'm supposed to be quiet. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right, guys, make sure you follow the show on social media, Facebook and Instagram. We're at Case Watch Podcast, Twitter, Case Watch Pod. You want to follow us on Instagram? I'm at NotMarkB. Charity is at Charity underscore Case Watch. Also, love the five-star review, guys. Guys, you're doing awesome. Thank you so much. Who would have ever thought we would have as many as we do right now? I know. But you know what? What? I'd love more. Yeah, we always want more. 
So rate us five stars at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. Because I've seen a couple other places now allow reviews as well. So. They do, just where, wherever you can. Yeah, we really do appreciate it. Trust us. It's one of the biggest things that helps this podcast grow. So it, it'd be greatly appreciated. Greatly appreciated. Also, go ahead and check out our website at www.casewatchpodcast.com. You can find our merch, our stickers, our links to all the different stuff that we do right on there. The brand new Team Sophie shirt is there. I can't wait for mine to come in. I'm like so excited. I want the other new one. You know what, Charity, Sophie put her pie out the other day. She's like, this is mine. Like all this <laughs> money comes to me in cat treats. She's so cute. When I arrived today, <laughs> Mark was standing up and he was like holding her like a baby and she was just loving life. That's an everyday thing. I know. But he was just like, bye, sweetie. Daddy has to go record. <laughs> Diamond Dave just bought one. He showed, he bought a red one of the Sophie shirt, so that's pretty oh, cool. Oh, awesome. Shout out to Diamond Dave. He's one of Diamond our new creeps. Dave. Yes, he is one of our new creeps. I appreciate it. He sends me messages all the time. says, how's my day going and stuff like uh, he that. He does. So. I know. He's so nice. <laughs> I find it funny because it's like people think we live these exotic lives, and it's just like, ah, I was just working just like you was. It was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> just cut. Just gave a buzz cut. Oh, my God. That's so great. All right, so let's jump right in. What do you have today? I had I have some more weird ass history. I love these. I really do too. They bring me lots of joy. Lots of joy. I'm just going to start it right off. Excellent. I guess the Australian military was bored after World War 1. With all of this newfound time on their hands, they decided to start a new war. This war mark is referred to as quote unquote, the great emu, emu, sorry, the great emu war. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. These, again, really the only phrase that I think fits them, these asshats, actually used machine guns to kill off innocent emus, minding their own business. Those things are so cute. Why would they do oh that? Oh my God, they're the cutest. Don't worry though. After 2,500 rounds were shot at the emus, none of them were hit. Are you serious? The emus took the W and hopefully got the respect they freaking deserved. Unbelievable. Why would you? Why? I, I, I'm shaking my head trying to figure out what would even be the, the reasoning behind this. There was another one that I read that I did not even want to give it merit. And I'm not even going to say what country it was, but it was way back in the day. And they would set monkeys on fire what? and throw them at their enemies. Huh. That's just mean. I mean... It's a tactic, not one that I would take. But no, they're monkeys. monkeys that's unbelievable. Unless they bite your face off like that woman. True. That that was not, I think that was more of like a, not a monkey. I think that was a. A chimpanzee. I think it was, yeah. Is there a difference? I'm totally unschooled in these things. I think there's differences in all of them, yeah. I don't know what, what kind of difference is. But have, Someone's going to email me and let me know. So I was actually, I was, side note, that story really, really intrigued me. So I watched the entire documentary on it, and it is so sad. It wasn't even the woman's monkey. She was taking care of the monkey, and the thing bit its face off. Oh, my God. I didn't realize it was not her monkey. No, now she's disfigured. <laughs> what you, Mark thinks that's funny. It's just, what a strange bunch of events. Will you watch my monkey? I don't, I don't know what led up to it, but I watched a whole documentary on it and it, they played the 911 call and it is so creepy. 
I'm going to have to listen to the call. She's like screaming, somebody come, my friend, my friend, it's eating her. It was, yeah, it's really scary. Oh, I do remember when that happened. I don't know how I just got off on I that. don't either. Oh, because I was talking about saying Flamin monkeys. monkeys. Flamin' Monkeys. Ooh, that sounds like a good band. Ooh, ooh, ah, ah. We're going to go see the Flamin' the Flamin monkeys. monkeys. That is a good one. <laughs> oh, this is a good one. Ready? I'm ready. Samak, you know what Mooney is, right? Uh, Yeah. When you pull down your skivvies and expose your buttocks to someone. I do. I may have done this. I think we all have. Actually, my brother went through a really weird phase where he would like moon me and my friends all the time. That's odd. It was really odd. And I used to like scream, but that's so gross. No one wants to see your butt. Anyways. You know what he probably likes is you telling that on a podcast. I <laughs> Too bad. Shouldn't have done it. <laughs> Okay, so the first recorded mooning was in 66 AD. Holy crap. Apparently, a Roman soldier thought it would be a good idea to taunt the Jewish pilgrims on the way to Jerusalem. It turned out to be not so funny at all, and an all-out battle ensued, resulting in thousands of deaths. Oh boy, that one bare bottom certainly caused a ruckus. Do you know what my best mooning scene in history is? What? Braveheart. Remember? Yes. They flipped yes. over and mooned everybody. Mark, Mark you, you, uh, you really do enjoy Braveheart. I do. I love that movie. Yeah. For more than just the obvious mooning. I mean, that, of course. that's a perfect movie. It really is a good it's, movie. Actually, if you really consider that movie from start to finish, it's got a diehard love scene. Yep. It's got ridiculous action, drama, redemption. Like that movie has it all. It does. I don't know. That's just my feeling. I love that movie. Do you have another one? I do. So um, Versailles was known to be one of the most beautiful places adorned with the most beautiful people and many riches, Mark. Okay. The one thing this palace didn't have was a bathroom. Oh, boy. (laughs) or, Or even just a room to go to the bathroom in. Everyone just dropped their number twos in the corners of the rooms. The fecal matter was cleaned up every few days, but the smell was said to be horrendous. Why weren't they smart enough to like use one room? Can you imagine going to a beautiful gathering in a beautiful place and looking over to see someone squatting in the corner, <laughs> dropping a deuce? Oh my God. <laughs> I have questions. Jim, did you have corn? Yes, you did have corn. <laughs> oh my God. That is so great. You just almost got me into a coughing fit. Uh, oh my God. So first off, they couldn't designate a separate room, like like just yeah. like you said. Hanging out the window. And did they wipe themselves or just their left their bums dirty? That causes like rashes and stuff. They're like a dog, they like dragged it on the floor. Oh my god! <laughs> as funny as some of the things the ancient Romans did, they had bathroom houses and used rocks for cleaning their bums. Yeah, I don't know how good rocks were, but. Well, we talked about that. If it was I a know. smooth one, maybe I don't know. Yeah, but smooth isn't gonna get into all the. Crevasses. You need it's that little than, bit of rough. It's better than nothing. Rub some dirt on it, kid. You'll be fine. Oh, <laughs> gross. Yeah, I thought that was very interesting. Anytime we talk about poop or farts or any of that stuff, like are the two-year-olds and us come out, we just giggle. Oh, just wait till this last one. Oh, it's really? Oh, yeah. Oh. This is a darn old good one. Hit me with it. Uh, a French na- a French man, sorry, named Joseph Pujol, I don't know if I said that right, was born in 1857 and passed away in 1947. 
Let me tell you why he is remembered through history. Oh, boy. This man, Mark, possessed a power that some would say was amazing. Others would not be impressed or amused at all. You see, Joseph could suck air in through his anus and fart on command. Impressive. Uh, again, my brother would have loved this back in the day to gross me out. I could just totally see him doing that. He's, if he I would love talent. it. Oh, yeah. As an adult, Joseph decided to use this amazing talent and make a show out of it. His stage name was... Oh, boy. Elepotamine, or, quote, unquote, Fartomatic. Oh, come on. You could have done better than that. I love it. He would use the wind from his arse to blow out candles on stage. He also used his arse to play the flute. His bum could even smoke a cigarette, pulling the air in and out. Huh. <laughs> Joseph was very good at his craft and made lots of money. I want to know who had to clean the flute. <laughs> Ew. That's what I'm wondering. Him. It's his flute. I mean, if he's making all the money, I'm sorry, but if I was the star of the show and making all the money, I would not be cleaning that stuff up. So if he could play the actual flute, could he play actual songs with his butthole? Hot cross buns. Hot cross buns. <laughs> oh, that's the recorder. <laughs> Not the flute, sorry. <laughs> I just snorted. Oh my God, I can't. Oh. He also did a great job of grossing out his audience, leaving them talking about what they had seen for weeks after. Shocker. Was this man one of the grossest men that ever lived? Or was he a genius, as Mark would say? I think he's a genius. I think so too. I mean, the guy figured out his talents. Hey. And made money off of it. Confidence. Confidence is key here, people. But, oh, I hope his um, bum didn't get cancer from smoking the cigarettes. He lived to be 90, so I don't that's think true. so. Oh, that's true. Huh. I wonder if the how far the tobacco went up. Because remember the other way they used to blow the tobacco in? He blew it in, but he put it back out on his own. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. 
It's odd. This is very intriguing to me. We've been talking about this for way longer than I think we should have. Oh, sorry. But it interests me. It's very interesting. I do need to know what song he played. Somebody's got to have that on I bet he had a plethora of songs. He had something, that's for sure. (laughs) What are you going to do with all that junk, all that junk inside your trunk? (laughs) Mark, this is history. This is very important things to know. That is important. I did not know about him. I didn't either. And now I do. And now you guys do as well. You're welcome. All right. So when we left off, it sounded like things were about to really escalate. Yeah. So guys, this in this particular episode, episode two, is where it gets, it's very graphic and very, very disturbing. So I just want to put that out there. All right. So that's trigger warning for you guys. This is a bad episode. It is. Uh, But it needs to be heard. So when we left off, James kissed his wife goodbye and left the home with his camo pants and his gun saying he wouldn't be back. No one seemed alarmed by this. That's odd in itself. Yeah. He walked out saying that and it's just kind of like status quo. Yeah. Maybe they were like, sweet. You also don't know with his mental issues that he had, you know, was this a regular occurrence where he would threaten things or just take off like... Exactly. Crazy's gonna crazy. Exactly. I feel the same way. Who who knows? Maybe it was just another day to them. To me, like I when I think of this stuff, I think of some of my drama filled friends who, you know, break up with their significant others every other day. It's like, oh me and Jessica we're over. It's three and it's just like you guys did this three times last week. Right. You'll be like back everybody to on Facebook knows. Yes. So this could be something like that. It could be, you know, like almost like crying wolf too. Yeah. You know, he's, he's said crazy things many, many, many times that he hasn't followed through with and his family's just used to him saying these crazy things. So they thought nothing of it. They knew he was obsessed with his guns. So they didn't really think a big deal that it was on his arm, I guess. I don't know. This is one thing maybe I should step in here and say, like, we've said this numerous times before. Everybody always says that. It's not, you know, it wouldn't happen here, or I didn't think they would do this, or I didn't think they would do that. This is just one of those cases of so many dominoes had to fall in just the right spot. Yes. He could have had the help. They didn't call him back. He said this to his wife. She didn't react. Like, there's so many different things that could have changed things. Absolutely. We need to start looking at nowadays, and even back then, things can happen anywhere. So if things are out of place... See something, say something. We say it all the time. Exactly. In in his case, he was so volatile that I think the people around him, like like back when they were in that neighborhood in the very beginning, yep. and he was rot, like rotten to his neighbors. I mean, these people thought he had a list in his head. Mm. So you're not going to do anything to poke the the angry bear, right? So say you call nine one one and say, "I'm afraid of this guy. I think he's this." And then nine one comes and just says, "Oh, it was a stupid neighborhood dispute. Don't worry about it." And then he kills you in your sleep, right? So you know what I mean. Sometimes it's out of fear. There's so many different reasons you're why right. people. You're right. You know? I didn't think of that. Who knows? So he began driving down San Isidro Boulevard. Witnesses said he first drove towards a Big Bear supermarket. Then he took, then he looked, sorry, as if he was driving towards a post office. Lastly, at about 3.56 p.m., July 18th, he drove into the parking lot of the McDonald's located on San Isidro Boulevard. Guys, this McDonald's was only about 200 feet from the apartment he shared with his wife and daughters. Oh, wow. 200 feet. Think about that. Think how close that is. It's, oh. Here's what James was armed with. 
nine millimeter Browning HP semi-automatic pistol, a Winchester 1200 12 gauge pump action shotgun and a nine millimeter Uzi carbine. What's an Uzi carbine? So basically a carbine is a long gun that's been shortened. It's okay. Um, you can buy them that way. Like I used to have a nine millimeter carbine rifle. So it's just a shorter barrel long gun. Ugh. He also had a bag and a box filled with 100 rounds of ammo for each weapon. So 100 rounds for each weapon that he had with him. Holy, holy crap. Can you imagine the fear you would have seeing a man like that walking towards you? Yeah, especially you're in McDonald's and this is not even remotely what you think is going to happen. Today. Seriously. James and all his weapons opened the door to McDonald's and walked in with authority. There were 45 customers inside at the time. John Arnold was a 16-year-old employee and the first per person that he pointed his rifle at. Guillermo Flores, the assistant manager, saw what was going to happen in a split second and yelled, Hey, John, that guy's coming to shoot you. At about 15 feet away, James pulled the trigger, but nothing happened. At the same time, this crazed man looked down at his rifle to see what would be wrong with it. 22-year-old Neva Kane, the store manager, came up from the back to see what was going on. Arnold assumed he had witnessed a sick joke and walked away disgusted. So, I mean, I guess you don't think that's real, right? Yeah, but I might want to investigate a little more. Exactly. I mean, I, I probably would have just left anyways to be like, well, what if it is real? I don't know. Mm. People can be crazy. You just don't know. Yeah. James raised his Uzi towards the ceiling and fired, making sure it was working. He then pointed it at Neva and shot her just under her left eye. It took just minutes for this young woman to die from her injury. He then fired his shotgun at Arnold, causing injuries to his chest and arm. James yelled something like, everybody on the ground, and started yelling at the customers, calling them dirty swine and Vietnam assholes. He told them he had killed a thousand and would kill a thousand more. I can't even put myself in the minds of these poor people. The fear they were experiencing must have been beyond explanation. You're yeah. eating some lunch. Oh, my God. A 25-year-old customer named Victoria Rivera tried her best to convince James not to shoot anyone else. Guys, this woman was a hero in my eyes, trying her best to save the, everyone's lives. Unfortunately, all this did was anger James, and he shot Victoria a total of 14 times, yelling, shut up, as she screamed in pain. It, it's just, it's cold-blooded wow. cold massacre. Everyone in the restaurant now knew that this man was a loose cannon and began to huddle together, hiding beneath tables and behind booths. James scanned the restaurant for his next victims. He quickly noticed six women and children huddled together. 19-year-old Maria Colmenero Silva was the first victim in the group. He killed her with one gunshot to the chest. Next was Claudia Perez, just nine years old. Oh, wow. James shot her in the stomach, cheek, thigh, hip, leg, chest, back, armpit, and the head. How many times did he shoot her? Uh, let's see. That, oh my God. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It's overkill. Like it, it, a nine-year-old little girl. Unbelievable. Whole life ahead of her. This was also done with his Uzi. After watching her sister, Claudia, shot to death, the Uzi was turned on her and she was shot once in the hand. 11-year-old uh, Aora Pena was being shielded by her 18-year-old aunt, Jackie Rays, but was shot in the leg. 
James then turned his weapon on Jackie, shooting her 48 times with oh the same God. Uzi he had been using. 48 times. Yeah, 100% Why? overkill. Next, he took his pistol and pointed it at Jackie's eight-month-old son, Carlos, and shot and killed the crying baby while yelling at him. Oh, my God. I, I, I this really got me, this story. I yeah. just, the senselessness and the innocent lives lost by a madman. I, nine months old, Mark. I can't even believe this. This next one's real bad. Well, they all are. A 62-year-old man named Lawrence Versalis was a trucker just having some lunch was the next man shot and killed. Just eating his lunch, walked over, boom, you're dead. A family with their son and a friend of their sons were sitting near the play area. The parents were trying their very best to shield the two boys. 30-year-old Blythe Regan Herrera was shielding their 11-year-old son, Mateo, while her husband, Ronald, did his best to shield Mateo's friend, 12-year-old Keith Thomas. Thomas was shot in the shoulder, arm, wrist, and left elbow, but luckily none of his injuries were life-threatening. Sounds like Ronald likely saved the boy's life. He also survived, but was shot six times in the stomach. Oh, my God. Shot in the chest, arm, hip, shoulder, and head. He was lucky to be alive. Blythe and Mateo weren't as lucky. They were both killed by more than one gunshot to the head. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? All right, so your husband and wife under a table sitting across from each other. The wife has your your son next to him. You have the son's friend. You shield the son's friend in whatever position you're in. You end yep. up living, but you see your dead wife and dead son. I know. Can't move. I can't even imagine that. That's what got me with the scenarios in this because this went on for quite a while. And this so, happened so quick. This happened so quick, but he was, they couldn't move for quite some time. Oh yeah. So you had to sit and know and not make a sound, no crying, no screaming, nothing. Seeing that your, your wife and your son are dead. That is just unbelievable. Uh, that it, oh God, James kept on going, moving on to another booth where there were three friends cowering. 24-year-old Guadalupe Del Rio was pushed back against the wall with her friends, huddled in front of her. She was shot, but her wounds weren't serious. 25-year-old Gloria Ramirez was able to avoid being shot altogether. Their friend, 31-year-old Aristelzi Vuelvas Vargas, unfortunately was shot once in the back of the head. So sometimes it's just one shot to the back of the head, and then it's 48 shots. Yeah, it makes no it's, sense. None of this makes any sense. She was the only victim shot that made it to the hospital before dying. So she was still alive from that gunshot wound to the head. Wow. Took her to the emergency room and she just didn't make it. James continued with the massacre and shot and killed 45-year-old Hugo Vasquez in the chest. Meanwhile, around 4 p.m., the first emergency call came in about the shooting from the post office on the same road, requesting medical attention for, boy, for a boy that had been wounded. Unfortunately, there was a delay in the law enforcement's arrival. So a little boy and whoever else was able to make it out without him knowing, they snuck over to the post office, which we knew was close by, and they called. Well, the dispatcher took the call and mistakenly sent the police and emergency vehicles to the wrong McDonald's, McDonald's that's good charity, the wrong McDonald's about two miles away. Oh, so, wow. you know, in every town, there's always more than one McDonald's, right? Sometimes, yeah. So this town had more than one McDonald's and they sent them to wow. the wrong. And, you know, keep in mind, no, there's no cell phones. There's no, you know, 
type of cameras like we have now where you can locate things right away. So this, this unfortunately slowed things down. This allowed James time to venture outside oh boy. with his guns and ammo and target the public. Without warning from the police, the public was going about their business as they always did, unaware there was a crazy man on a murder rampage. A little after four, Lydia Flores pulled into the McDonald's with her two-year-old to go through the drive-thru and grab some food. She pulled up to the shattered window. She said she remembers looking up and it was just shooting everywhere. As soon as she saw the active shooter, she quickly backed her car up into a fence and she hid in the bushes with her daughter until it was safe to come out. So thank, luck, luckily for her, she yeah. saw what was going on. At 4.05, a couple named Astol, Astolfo and Maricela Felix also pulled in and saw the shattered window. Astolfo just assumed the restaurant was doing some repairs and figured James was one of the repairmen as he was walking toward their car. James began shooting at the couple and their four-month-old daughter, Carlita, oh my God. using his shotgun and Uzi. Carlita was critically wounded in the neck and stomach. Maricela was shot in the face, arms, and chest. Astolfo was shot in the chest and head. The couple were able to use their strength to get out of their car and start fleeing the scene. Maricela handed Carlita to her husband, feeling herself getting weaker. Astolfo felt himself starting to collapse and was able to hand his screaming daughter to Lucia Felasco, a young woman passing by. Guys, I'm trying my hardest with these names. Some of them are very difficult yep. to pronounce, so I'm sorry if I'm not saying them correctly. So, He and his wife then collapsed against a car. Oh, my God. Lucia rushed the baby to the closest hospital, and her husband was able to get the couple into a nearby bu building. So here we are, like people and passive buyers are coming together to help, you know, risking their own lives, really. It's nuts. Not knowing what the heck is going on. The Felix family did survive. Oh, that's good, at least. Although Maricela, sorry, was left blind in one eye and unable to use one of her hands. So that's sad. I mean, she's got, got you know, every time she notices she can only see out of one eye, probably goes it's right back to that day. Yep. Next, three 11-year-old boys were out riding their bikes when they decided it would be amazing to have a McDonald's Sunday. Joseph Coleman, Omar Alonzo, and David Flores Delgado rode their bikes into the parking lot as someone from across the street yelled something. When James heard the person yelling, and by the way, they were probably yelling for the boys not to go into the parking lot, <laughs> the yell made James turn to see the boys. Oh, boy. He shot them. Guys, this is bad. I mean, everything's bad, but he shot them immediately. Joshua got hit in the back, arm and leg, and his wounds were critical. Joshua remembers being on the ground looking at his friends. He said he saw Omar hit the ground with shots to, his, to the back of his head, vomiting. He also saw David get hit with more than one shot in the head. Joshua survived, but both Omar and David died. That's sad. That's horrible. They were just out on a. Oh my god! When I think about being that age and just riding my bike around town, yeah, I you know, grew up doing that. Yeah, stopping at a McDonald's, getting a little Sunday for us. So I grew up like everybody who's listened to this knows. I grew up in Claremont, New Hampshire. So I grew up on Maple Avenue. Shout out to everybody that knows that. And we used to stop. Uh, we would drive our bikes up to this place called the Hitchin Post, and we would get our ice cream or our, yeah. you know our shake, and then we'd go to the bowling alley right behind it, hit Ames, and then go back home. 
So it's just like this hits home to me. Like this is like could happen anywhere. It's horrible. I know. It really is. You just, you, you wouldn't, again, like we always say, you would never, ever think this would ever happen to you. 74-year-old Miguel Victoria Uloa and his 69-year-old wife, Ada Velasquez, were the next victims. Just as Miguel opened the door for his wife, she was hit in the face with a gunshot. Oh, my God. Miguel was wounded, but not critically at that point. Survivor Oscar Mondragon later said that Miguel was cradling his wife, wiping the blood from her face and swearing at James. James walked to the doorway, swore back at the elderly man and shot Miguel in the head, killing him instantly. After 10 extremely long minutes after the first emergency call was made, police and rescue finally arrived at the correct McDonald's. So between the first call, 10 long minutes went by. That's crazy. Which allowed all these more, all these shootings even more. And honestly, that 10 minutes probably felt like 10 hours to the people that were involved in this. I can't even imagine. Officer Miguel Rosario was first on the scene. He cased the area and determined that was what was going on and where the shooter was. He then gave all the information to the San Diego Police Department. Officers put up to six blocks on the scene in lockdown so no one else would be in danger outside. 175 officers were dispersed to many strategic locations in case the shooter tried to run. Within the hour, more than one SWAT team arrived and surrounded the restaurant. It was difficult for the police to see inside because of the broken windows. They all caused like reflections from the sun. So they actually had no idea how many people were inside or where the shooter or shooters were located. They, they really didn't even know how many shoot, like if there was one, two, three. Yeah. I mean, that many people going down, that many gunshots going Looking on. Looking at all that damage. Who and knows? Yeah, you would think it's more than one person. They could hear all the different sounds of different gunfire, letting them know there was more than one gun being used. They didn't know how many gunmen were were, there were yet, how many injured people, and they weren't sure if it was a hostage situation. So now they're looking at that, too. Like I I hadn't even thought of that, right? Like, is he doing this and holding hostages because he wants something? True. I mean, what they're just showing up like, oh, my God. No, this makes sense. No. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. One of the people that were able to escape let the police know that there was only one gunman, but he was shooting as many people as he could. Ugh. At 5 p.m., it was ordered that any officer with a clear shot should kill the gunman. Some survivors said that James walked to the counter and fiddled with a portable radio, probably to see if he could find any reports on his ongoing massacre. That's nice, huh? Unbelievable. I think I'm just going to check and see if I'm on the radio and I'm famous. I hate people. Yep. Oh, you'll hate him more. He then changed the channel of the radio and began dancing to music while shooting anyone he thought was still alive. Huh. I think of like the Joker. Yeah. 
That's exactly what hit my head, too. Right? What an absolute maniac. Maniac. Oh, my God. James went into the kitchen and discovered six employees hiding out. He shouted, oh, there's more? You're trying to hide from me? One of the female employees yelled back in Spanish, don't kill me, don't kill me. Before James opened fire, 18-year-old Margarita Padilla grabbed 17-year-old Wendy Flanagan and tried to run. James shot Margarita, killing her. Wendy and four other employees and a customer were able to hide inside a basement utility room. He killed 21-year-old Pauline Lopez and critically wounded 17-year-old Albert Leos. Albert was shot five times, but was still able to get himself to the utility room with the others hiding. So he sounded like he dragged himself. Yeah. Oh my God. 17 years old. I, I, a fire truck drove in and James shot at it as many times as he could, injuring one person inside. So that's nice. So he's inside. He's seeing the emergency vehicles coming in. He's like, oh, here's a fire truck. Let me just shoot at them. That's unbelievable. So think how scary for the police and the emergency vehicles too because they don't they don't know if they're going to get shot or not it's just crazy there is no word to describe this guy no one was off limits still determined to kill everyone he could james heard 19 year old jose perez moaning in pain in one of the booths he shot jose in the head and he slumped down laying dead next to his neighbor 22 year old gloria gonzalez and a woman named michelle concross Remember Aurora Pena? Her two friends were shot and killed along with her pregnant aunt. Yes. And her nine-month-old baby cousin. So I don't even, I don't know if I mentioned that the, the aunt that was protecting her in front of her was actually pregnant at the time. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't hear yeah, that. I, I, I meant to mention that earlier and I didn't. She was actually pregnant with a, her second baby and then that little nine-month-old baby. So now you have the pregnant woman dead, baby dead. Well, Aora, who watched all that happen... Our family members being killed, trying to be as quiet as she could, laying wounded in the same spot next to the aunt that protected her. She was able to tell the police that for a little bit, it seemed as though the shooting stopped. She decided to open her eyes. Maybe the shooter left or was done with his rampage. James was looking her direction, and when he saw that she was still alive, he became enraged, started swearing, and threw a bag of french fries at the young girl. He then shot her in the neck, arm, and jaw. Oh, wow. This strong girl was in the hospital longer than any other survivors, but she did indeed survive this horrible slaughter. Good for her. At 5.17 p.m., James walked to the doorway near the drive through window. This put the shooter in 27-year-old SWAT officer Charles Foster's view. Officer Foster was on top of the post office directly across from the McDonald's, about 35 yards away from where James was located. He fired one round and it entered James' chest and killed him almost instantly. Thank God. Thank God. But, you know, on top of it, now we don't, I mean, there is no reason why. So I guess. We weren't going to get anything from him. No. Officer Foster later said, I never did see his face. The first time I was actually able to see James, he was sitting on a counter in about the middle of the building. Then he got up and started walking toward the door where we had a better view of him from the neck down. He stopped about six feet from the door. So I took the shot. He dropped the Uzi and was thrown back a few feet. The officer then alerted all other law enforcement that he had just shot James. About a minute later, they began to enter the building. A police sergeant went directly over to James' body to make sure he was dead. There was a wounded girl nearby. She was asked by an officer if James was the only shooter. She nodded her head yes. The entire massacre only took 77 minutes. Wow. 
There were 257 rounds fired and a total of 21 people killed and more wounded. 17 of the victims were killed inside the restaurant and four directly outside. There were only 10 people inside the restaurant that had no injuries. Six of them were the people that were hiding in the basement utility room. Many of the victims tried to stop wounds from bleeding by using napkins on themselves or their loved ones. 13 people died of gunshot wounds to the head. Seven died from being shot in the chest. An eight-month-old Carlos Reyes died of a single gunshot to the back. That is nuts. Oh, my God. The victims' ages ranged from four months to 74 years old. Witnesses have said not only did James shout insults at the victims, he also yelled at himself saying he, he himself didn't deserve to live, but he was going to take care of that matter. So he he did not plan on coming back. He knew he was either going to get shot or he was likely going to kill himself. Well, when he left, he kissed them goodbye, his family. Right. Unbelievable. Just kill yourself at that point. Exactly. This leads me to believe that he knew he would be killed. Like I said, he was also heard yelling all about how he had served in the Vietnam War. This was false. James was never in the military. So why? Why would anyone do something like this? I don't know. I have no reason. I just, in my head now, obviously, we just had that massive shooting that just happened. Oh, my God, I know. In Buffalo, in... Every time one of these happens, it just makes me shake my head and say, unbelievable, why is this happening? Well, a lot of a lot of, of speculation is coming out that that was racial profiling by that oh, person. Yes. The Buffalo one, and, yes. And so some have speculated that there could have been racial motive because many of the victims were Mexicans or Mexican-Americans. Although police have said there was no sign of racial motive. To me, looking at the history of how he treated the people in that first apartment they were in after they lost their house yep. and talking down to them and being rude to them because they weren't his race. And then All yelling right. racial slurs at these people and targeting a McDonald's in this demographic of, I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's a large, I mean, he, he clearly was crazed no matter oh, what you look at it, but maybe it was racially a, a racial thing as well. Maybe it was a combination of things. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. None of these ever make sense to me. Yeah, it was it's clear. So sad. It's so it was so sad. It was clear that James was extremely mental, mentally unstable. Could more have been done? He didn't commit any other crimes beforehand, and he was able to hold down many jobs. He had started to hear voices in his head. I wonder what they were saying. If he had just killed himself, like you said, Mark. Yep. None of the innocent people would have had to die. So I really would be interesting interested to know what those voices were telling him. Yeah, I do too. I, I interests me as well. Right. It's like, what, what exactly was that? What triggered, what changed, what, you know what I mean? What was the final straw that made him do what he did? Well, I think, I think the final straw was the fact that he didn't get that call back. Cause he took that as a big F you from the universe. Hmm. Right. He took that and was like, I'm unhelpable. I can't, uh, this is uh, something I don't know. He just lost his crap, I think. Yeah, maybe you're right there. I don't know. I know that this sounds horrible, but he was clearly getting worse and was determined no one could help him. I watched the movie 77 Minutes, and it's a documentary about the shooting. It is very, very disturbing and very graphic. After covering this story, I felt like I had to watch it. And I think it's really important to watch because there's many survivors that speak about that day. I'm going to have to watch this. Along with officers on the scene. 
et cetera. And it was very emotional to watch it. And it was very sad. And watching that now 11 year old, who's now a grown man who watched his two best friends get killed. Oh my God. And speak about it. And it, it, it's, and the woman who is blind in one eye and can't use her hand. And I just, it's important to watch. I really think if, if you're a person who can handle visually seeing these types of things, watch it. I'm going to have to watch Because these people actually went for it, like through it. You know what I mean? Yep. Let's end like we always do. Only this time, unfortunately, the list of the victims is so long. I'm just going to have to say their names and ages. Then I'd like to take a moment of silence in honor of them all. If that's all right. Absolutely. All right. First, we're going to do the people, unfortunately, that were killed inside the restaurants or the restaurant. Sorry. Elsa Herlinda Borbo was a McDonald's employee, only 19. Neva or Neva Denise Kane, McDonald's employee, 22. Michelle Dean, 18. Maria Elena Colmanero, 19. Gloria Lopez Gonzalez, 22. Blythe Regan Herrera, 31. Mateo Herrera, 11. Pauline Aquino Lopez, a McDonald's employee, was only 21 years old. Margarita Padilla, a McDonald's employee, only 18. Claudia Perez, 9. Jose Ruben Lozano Perez, only 19. Carlos Reyes, eight months old. Jackie Lynn Wright Reyes, 18. Victoria Maximilian Rivera, 25. Arisdelzi Vuelves Vargas, 31. Hugo Luis Velazquez, Velazquez, 45. Lawrence Herman Versalis, 62. And now we're going to move to the ones that were killed outside. We have David Flores Delgado, just 11 years old. Omar Alonso Hernandez, just 11 years old. Miguel Victoria Uloa, 74. Ada Velazquez Victoria, 69, his wife. And now let's go through the ones that were left injured but did survive. Juan Acosta, 33. John Arnold, McDonald's employee, 16. Anthony Atkins, 36. Astolfo Cajundo, 26. Joshua Coleman, 11. Guadalupe Del Rio, 24. Astolfo Felix, 31. Carlita Felix, four months. Maricela Felix, 23. Ronald Herrera, 33. Albert Leos, McDonald's employee, 17. Francisco Lopez, who's a McDonald's employee, just 22. Aurora Pena, 11. Imelda Perez, 15. Maria Rivera, 25. Maria, Maria, spelled differently, a different name, Rivera, 32. Keith Thompson, or Thomas, sorry, 12. Juan Tocana, 33. And Kenneth Villegas, McDonald's employee, just 22 years old. All those victims. So if we could just have a moment of silence, that would be great. Thanks, Mark. You're welcome. And I want to thank um, my um, helper, Tammy, actually did an outline of this for me. So Thank you, Tammy. Yes. And I want to say that the movie um, 77 Minutes is, I found it on YouTube. Okay. Um, you might be able to find it on other avenues too, but I watched the full the movie in its full entirety on, on YouTube. So Unbelievable. That... Ugh, just hearing that is just complete 
senseless. Like, there's no rhyme or reason. There was basically anybody in sight. And just all these people trying to save each other. And, you know, you have a pregnant woman sheltering her niece. And it's just senseless. And it really is. And he died in the end anyway. So what Complete did he even do? indiscriminate act. And actually also in this movie, they, they speak with his... Is it his daughter or did I read about that? His daughter does speak. I don't know if it's in the movie. I, I can't remember now. But I did read about one of his grown daughters now who said they didn't know what was going on. They didn't know he was over at the McDonald's, but they, they saw all the sirens and stuff and they watched the whole thing from their apartment. Wow. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, thank you guys for listening. Just a quick reminder, the text and voicemail line is 603-212-4600. And you can also shoot us an email at info at casewatchpodcast.com. And we'll see you on the next one. Bye, guys. See ya. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.